Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, Cutting the Chicane. Today, we're going to be talking about Austria. Unfortunately, James will not be able to join us today because he has been ensnared in football. Sad times, guys, I know. I was expecting him to join us. Um, Unfortunately, I wasn't able to complete the podcast yesterday because I was out for dinner with my grandparents. Um, And I asked him to try and do it today, but he has been captured by the spirit of England versus Germany. I know. I'm disappointed in him as well. I expected better, James. I'm disappointed in you. I was looking at other people to get on the show, but unfortunately everybody is busy, so I'm going to do it by myself. There might not be as much content today, unfortunately, because I won't have the strong and in-depth knowledge and opinions of James to keep us going, but I will try my best. Um, So let's go. Qualifying. I mean, just to start off with, I wasn't very interested in Austria. I expected better. Well, no, saying that I expected better. Hmm. Austria is one of the most boring races other than Abu Dhabi because it's such a simple track. Like, the Red Bull Ring is such a simple track. It's not a street circuit like Baku or Monaco, so there's not a lot of... So there's... I mean, there's a lot of overtake options, unlike the street circuit. The street circuits create havoc because people can't overtake properly. Um... It's just a very simple track. There's a lot of straight lines. Um, whereas circuits like Suzuka, Monaco, there's a lot of turns, a lot of thin places in the track. Um, which is why I found it a bit bland. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think the most exciting thing was when Russell was in, like, 8th, and then his wonderful engine failure which caused him to come out of the race and I was just like sad times guys sad times um but anyway qualifying Verstappen's pace was unreal unreal never seen pace like that ever um I'm pretty sure that Norris was fast as well um Although, to be fair, the he does have a Mercedes engine this year. The McLarens have Mercedes engines rather than Renault engines. Which is possibly why they're having a good season. Or he's having a good season. I wouldn't say Ricardo's having a good season. Like, he had a good result last race in France. But he, in qualifying, he was like P13, I think. Which isn't great for a McLaren with a Mercedes engine. Looking at where the Mercedes are in the championship, I, I expect better from Ricardo. in all honesty. Like, he's had time to get used to the car now, so there's no excuse for him to be putting in these low results. The one I was most surprised about was Ocon. He was 17th, I think? He was surprisingly slow in compared to in comparison to his teammate Alonso. Um, but yeah, Ocon. You know when you think of this and you kind of think, hmm, what am I supposed to say? Because we're missing the vibes of James. 
I need to get someone else on, you know? I should have more faith in other people. Um, hopefully we will be having another guest soon, guys. Um, I'm thinking of going on a bit of a curveball, just to interrupt, interlude into this. Um, we will be going on a bit of a curveball. I've decided to mix things up a bit, and instead of just focusing on Formula 1, focus on motorsport itself. Because motorsport in itself is pretty cool. So, you've got MotoGP, rally racing, Formula E. We, I might do articles on it. I probably won't do podcasts on it because you heard what I said about Formula E in one of my last podcasts. It's not my cup of tea because there's no cool noises. But hopefully, we will be having a new guest on soon. I think after Austria, um, we will hopefully be having a rally driver come on to my podcast, hopefully. I'm not going to say who it is, because I'm not going to spoil the amazing surprise, um, but hopefully we'll be having somebody else. Okay, back to qualifying. Um, another person I was surprised about how slow he was was Kimi, Kimi Raikkonen, um, 18th out, and out of Q1. Alfa Romeo, he's probably the one in the in one of the bottom cars, which is understandable why his pace was so out of it, but equally at Baku he gained, I think it was 10th if I remember correctly. He was 10th and his teammate Gironazzi was 11th and his pace has kind of declined and France's pace wasn't great either so maybe he's just having an icky few races or maybe there's something wrong with the car or maybe there's just he's just not feeling it you know you know Kimmy he 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 does things his own way he maybe he's just not feeling the vibes of racing anymore science as well let's call into question the Ferrari because Charles Leclerc did well he started seventh on Sunday whereas science only started p12 and his pace throughout the race was throughout qualifying. Sorry, wasn't great. I was expecting more from him. I was expecting him to get kind of like seventh, eighth, maybe even like a fifth or a sixth. Like I know he qualified fifth and sixth in Q2 at one point, but then he was knocked straight back down to twelfth. And maybe it just wasn't his day, because sometimes it just depends on luck, you know. But um, but yeah, his pace wasn't the greatest. Let's talk about this incident with Sonoda as well. Sonoda and Bottas. Because Bottas got pretty irritated by that. And you would be, to be fair. I, I would be. If I was trying to go for a really, really, really fast lap and then a rookie got in my way. Like, Sonoda, you don't park in the braking zone to try and get out of the way. Because I know, I know, I feel like I know what he's trying to do because he was trying to be a good rookie and move out of the way for the more experienced driver but at the same time he moved into the wrong place. Bottas needed that area in order to go round the turn. So I understand what Sonoda was trying to do but he went about it in the wrong way which is a rookie error and he will learn from it and he will learn not to do it again because he dropped three grid places for it which is totally fair. And he will learn from that mistake. And like Norris has learnt um, from Baku not to stay out on a red flag. But Sonoda will learn from this. 
and I'm not going to linger on it too long because obviously, what was I going to say? I didn't know what I was going to say. Moving on. <laughs> um, who else did I Okay, Hamilton. I don't know what's going on with him. His pace is declining. Like, he was half a second behind Verstappen in Q3. I don't... I'm not fully understanding this. He has one of, if not the fastest car... In fact, no, he probably doesn't have the fastest car on the grid anymore, looking at Verstappen's wins and poles at the minute. I feel like Verstappen is getting faster and faster and faster and faster. He's gonna... <laughs> he's gonna fly around the track. It's definitely all that Red Bull, like James and I were discussing last week. Um, but yeah, Hamilton's pace is way off at the minute. And whether that's just him putting too much pressure on himself to try and do well, I'm not sure. But he needs to turn it down just a little bit. Because the pressure, I mean, not him like him driving, but if he has put pressure on himself, turn it down a bit. Because although Mercedes will be putting pressure on him to drive better, the more he puts on himself the worse he's going to drive. Um, which means he's never, ever, ever going to win the championship with pressure on him like that. Because Verstappen is always going to be one step ahead of him. Because they don't have to sacrifice Perez. Like, they have to sacrifice Bottas for Hamilton. But yeah, Hamilton's pace has been way, way off over the last few races. And I definitely think that the Red Bulls are starting to move away from Mercedes in the championship. And I do have an inkling that Red Bull might just win this year, this season. And I really hope that's the case, because we want to end that Mercedes domination. Okay, race. I wish there was so much more to say. James, I need you back. If you're listening to this, I need you back. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm lacking in stuff to say, my friend. Um, feel free, guys. Um, listeners of this podcast to twit me anything that you would like me to say or talk about because when I'm on my own like this it's very difficult to think of content. <laughs> I think I sat in my room for about an hour, two hours, thinking about what to say and still I'm struggling. <laughs> I have my notes in front of me but I'm still struggling for words. I can hear the crickets playing every time I'm trying to think of something. Okay, race. Let's move on to race, because there's a lot more to say about the race. Okay, start. We get to turn one um, on lap one, and Norris goes wide. Obviously, he starts P3, um, which is very, very good la last lap. Here we go again, my brain's gone. But then we also had that chaos at the back with Yuki Tsunoda, Nicholas Tifi, and Antonio Giovinazzi, where... Oh, I think it was Gasly as well that caused... Gasly caused it because he clipped Leclerc um, on the run down to turn three. And he took Leclerc's front... the part of the front wing off of it, but also he punctured his rear right tyre, I think it was? Rear right or rear left? I know it was at the back. 
which meant that he lost a little bit of power um, he had no control over the car whatsoever you could see um, on the steering wheel he had to hold it at such an angle such an odd angle to make it go straight because he had that punctured tire but then obviously he went into the gravel and took um, Giovinazzi, Sonoda and Latifi with him also Perez and Lando I want to say Lando because I say like I'm his best friend Perez and Norris's overtakes over each other and their fight at the beginning was quite interesting because um, you could tell that Lando wanted to keep his P3 but you could also see that he knew that he was never going to fight off the Red Bulls and the Mercedes because they are very very powerful despite the McLarens having the Mercedes engine they don't have the Mercedes design because also you're not allowed to have the same design um, he did say in an interview with Channel 4 big up Channel 4 you know I'm just going to big up Channel 4 every single podcast big up Channel 4 guys free F1 content um, but yeah, he had a interview with Channel 4 on the highlights, um, and he did say that he let them past, he let Perez and he let Bottas past, because he, want, he, said, he said he wanted to focus on his own race, rather than wearing down his tyres, trying to catch the Red Bulls and the Mercedes, which is understandable, because he knows that they're too strong and although they are third in the championship and they have the potential to compete with them they're still they're still too strong at the minute and i feel like in order to reduce that hamilton needs to retire um possibly put george russell in there cuz george would be good in that mercedes he'd be amazing as we found out at um i think it was abu dhabi no it wasn't abu dhabi it was sakir wasn't it? Sakia 2020 was when George Russell got put in the Mercedes because Hamilton had COVID. Um, they could fight, the McLarens could fight with the top boys, but not yet. I feel like they have the potential to do that, and Lando definitely, definitely has the potential to do that. He definitely has the potential in the future to become a championship contender um, and win races 100% but only after Lewis Hamilton has retired because at the minute although Lewis's pace is dwindling it's still very strong um, having said that though his near spin at lap 25 like his counter steer pushing him into the gravel um, was interesting to see shows that there is weakness <laughs> there is weakness in Hamilton's driving I don't know I know Lewis Hamilton fans they don't want him to fail but the rest of us who want a decent season without Mercedes domination we want Lewis Hamilton to fail <laughs> miserably <laughs> which at the minute is not necessarily miserably but he's still not keeping up with the Red Bulls. Like Max has had three wins now. He's had three wins. Max is getting back to back poles every weekend. Um 
so clearly Max is definitely, definitely a contender, if not a winner of 2021 season. Because he's, what, 18 points from Hamilton now in the driver's standings. Um, okay, moving on. Russell, I want to talk about again. Because obviously in qualifying, he was eight thousandths of a second away from Q3. Eight thousandths. Which in Formula 1, that's not a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Alonso pushed him out, unfortunately, with a 104.5. But well done, Russell, for getting a P... And P10? P10? It was P11, wasn't it? Yeah, P11 he got in qualifying, because Alonso would have got the P10 to kick him out. Um, but yeah, Russell was getting down to 8. We were all expecting him to get this these points and everything. I was expecting him to get points. And I was very, very happy for him, because he deserves it. And his Williams... I feel like he's using the Williams now to his strengths, whereas Latifi isn't. Latifi's still down in those bottom places. It's just now the car is letting him down. Because obviously he got put down to 19th. He had to leave the race along with Gasly because of, an, I think it was an engine failure. You saw in the pit stop, it was like an 18-19 second pit stop of them putting um, air into the engine. Engineers on Twitter or on Instagram, feel free to twit me why you put air in the engine, because I'd love to know. I know James does engineering. James, feel free to twit me why you put air in the engine, because I didn't understand that, whether it's to cool it down or something like that. But yeah, engineers, whether that's motorsport engineering, civil engineering, please feel free to tell me why you put air in the engine. But yeah, that was really sad to see that Russell went down from 8th to 19th. 19th! That's a huge gap. Huge. Like he could have been getting points. And now he's just not. <laughs> um, whilst we're talking about pit stops, Perez's pit stop. What's going on there? I know there was um, a Channel 4 interview with Christian Horner about it. Um, go take a look at that. I think it is still on Channel 4 at the minute. Um, it's only on there until Saturday though, so I'd hurry up and look at that. It's at the very, very end when they do the interviews after the race. Um, but Paris's rear left wouldn't come off. No, would it come? Yeah, it wouldn't come off. Um, which caused them to have a 4.8 stop time. Which is so slow. Usually Red Bull are getting, what, like 1.8? So that's three seconds slower than usual. Um, which is ridiculously bad for a Red Bull. Feel free to twit me that. Just twit me everything, guys. Twit me everything. All of your views. Um, my Twitter is underscore cutting the chicane underscore. Uh, same as my Instagram, feel free to DM me on there, your ideas and stuff. Um, but yeah, I was disappointed for Perez's pit stop, because it meant that um, 
he the Mercedes took advantage of that and they pitted Bottas which meant Bottas drove in front of Perez because Perez didn't quite reach turn 9 in time and that slowed his lap down a lot which fair play to Mercedes for taking advantage of that um, but unfortunately it was a bit of a, a downplay for Perez but let's talk about our driver of the day Charles Leclerc because that was a well-deserved driver of the day because he started P7 which is, is decent, I'll admit it was decent and then he managed to get I think he pitted and he got down to 16th? it was either 16th or 17th and he stayed down there for a, some time for at least what a good 20 laps he stayed down at the end and then he managed to get back up to I think it was about 9th which we were all like expecting like oh yeah he's gonna stay there now and then somehow he managed to go all the way back down to 15th and at this point I was like well what's happening with the Ferraris we had Sainz starting P t P12 and now we've got Leclerc down in 15th like what's going on um, then he got about back up to 14th and then he fought with Raikkonen which I thought was interesting because um, Raikkonen obviously being very defensive um, but then the, he actually Charles Leclerc actually overtook him on a very very small corner and there wasn't a lot of space for him to take over and that's what I noticed about a lot of Leclerc's overtakes especially with like Stroll um, Vettel he overtook them in spaces that weren't very big which I thought was very 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 cool because a lot of drivers need, sometimes need a lot of space to overtake whereas Charles Leclerc was just bombing it down the straights and stuff and then taking places in the tiny areas um, but yeah congratulations to Charles Leclerc I know my friend will be very very happy but yeah I don't know whether I have anything else to say about the race because I'm not gonna lie it was a very boring race apart from all that stuff that I've just told you about for what 25 minutes very short podcast today guys I mean to be fair when I'm with my last podcast with James was what 35 minutes so I'm only 10 minutes behind and there's only one of me so I'll take that I'll take it um but yeah hopefully next week it's gonna be better I really 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 want Norris to get another podium I really do not not fangirling or simping or anything <laughs> don't tell me all the other girls listening to this podcast don't simp over Lando Norris because you're lying to yourself <laughs> um but yeah hopefully next week will be a little bit more interesting hopefully George Russell will do better hopefully he'll get some points I really hope he does fingers crossed um but yeah guys that's all I have to do James please come back I'm just gonna keep begging at every opportunity I can 
because I need my F1 buddy back. Um, stop watching the football and get your ass over here. <laughs> football is not as good as Formula 1 and you know it. Stop lying to yourself. <laughs> um, but yeah, football fans, I apologise, but it's not my cup of tea. It's a bit boring. But anyways, um, feel free to head over to my webpage. Um, also, before I go, I want to do a little poll. Um, I'm thinking of doing a feature article um, on either Ayrton Senna or Nicky Lauda. So I was hoping that some of you could twit me whether you wanted me to do um, Nicky Lauda or Ayrton Senna. And just tell me which one, because I don't want to do both necessarily. I might do one now and then another one in the future, but I want to know which one you want more at the minute. Um, and then I'll focus on that one and get Ostro down as well, and then we can move on to the rally dr um, driving, rally racing, week after, which should be very, very interesting. I'm very excited, and you should all be excited as well. Web page. That was it. I was going to say web page. Web page is mlwilford.wixsite.com forward slash cutting the chicane, and obviously my. Instagram and my Twitter I've already mentioned before underscore cutting the chicane underscore um, and hopefully I'll see you guys next week actually I will hopefully James will be back I really hope he is um, but yeah see you guys soon